Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. And welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman. I'm thrilled to share some time with you today. As you know, I'm always in the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests. And i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that and is still doing that. I'm excited to pick his brain for your benefit today. And I'm excited to glean a whole bunch of nuggets you know, for my own personal use. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind groups, Power Forwards, Character Development, Silverman Consulting, or even the Seven Figure Formula Group, you know how much I focus on the importance of leveraging marketing that actually works now, right? Well, the show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. He's got a ton of valuable info as well as a really fun way to deliver it. So to strap yourself in, today's show is going to be a blast. As I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. We only get one ride on this merry-go-round, folks. Let's make sure it's one hell of a ride, shall we? All right, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our special guest expert today. Christopher Pirelli is an entrepreneur, executive producer, creative director, and CEO whose tenacity, passion, and ingenuity have all earned him the reputation as a thought leader. Over the span of nearly two decades, he's garnered extensive experience in creative entrepreneurship and leadership. Presently, he runs two lucrative companies, PixelMob, an influencer branding and video production business who's worked with top names like Wu-Tang Clan, Tim Ferriss, and Mike Boyle, and Dojo Muscle, a martial arts marketing sub-brand, which has helped over a thousand school owners to grow and flourish. At Dojo Muscle, he's worked with some of the top industry leaders like Brandon Beliso, Paul Garcia, Duke Grufus, Zolfi Ahmed, the Pettis Brothers, and many more. With his current ventures, Christopher's ultimate vision is to help individuals and businesses thrive through authentic self-expression, targeted marketing, personalized production, and strategic informational product launches. He also strives to make his community a better place and create positive changes in families' lives, including his own. Christopher, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Hey, Jason. Thank you for having me here. I'm excited. Yeah, me as well. So, listen, before, uh, before we get started, for those who haven't had the opportunity and pleasure of either meeting you or hearing you speak, take a second, if you would, share your story with our listeners. You know, what are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Christopher Pirelli? <laughs> Good question. So, um, to give you a little background on me, I actually started on, in finance on Wall Street for six years before the 9-11 attacks. We were a couple blocks away. My wife worked in the towers. She was laid off a month before one of my close friends was actually in the towers when the planes hit. And that day changed my life forever. So at that point, I was struggling. Every day I was waking up and I was like just trudging off to work, hating my life, not really feeling like this is where I, what I was supposed to be doing. You know, I've been an artist my entire life since I'm four years old. Um, 
I got to the point where, like, hey, listen, if I'm going to be blown up in a building, well, I know that I'm going to die one day. You know, we're all on borrowed time at some point. I need to know that my life is is meant something. So at that point, we I, I sought out uh, creativity and what I should have been following my in the whole time. Uh, and I co- I quickly realized that, you know, corporate America was very different than finance. Uh, for corporate America for design was very different than finance. And it was a struggle at first, but I found my niche. And in this time, I've had the opportunity at Pixelmob to work with some of the top elite in both the fitness and martial arts, also entertainment, but bringing people online. Really what, what makes me tick is to be able to connect to people on an emotional level. And you'll notice that today when we go over a lot of different tidbits and, and, and tips for people to utilize marketing in their own world, that is a common thread in everything pretty much that we do. Uh, and it's so nuanced and I think that it's so sometimes overlooked because we sometimes reach out for like the, the low hanging fruit and the quick grab and we kind of forget that at the other end of all transactions are people, right? And people are people. People have emotions, people have feelings and they look through life. They look at life and they, they, they judge things in their lives through the lens that they're looking at you know, the lens of emotions that they look through the world at. So when I first started this whole venture, we were just, I was training martial arts for, for specifically dojo muscle. I was training martial arts and, and my uh, coach was like, hey, you should put together some, some materials. So we did. It took off. Alan Belcher was the very first person to ever buy anything from our store. And we kind of knew that we were going in the right direction. And during that time, I'm, I was helping a lot of business owners just get online and, and utilize the stuff that they do in their culture, the stuff that they do on a day-to-day basis, You're just putting it out in front of the masses in a unique, creative, and emotionally driven way that connects to their audience. Uh, you know, I love that. The, there are so many things there um, that you even just started with, you know, breaking out of, you know, corporate America to start. Um, I, I followed a similar similar path a very long time ago, um, working as a uh, bond trader on in Boston. So been there, done that. Bought the T-shirt, hated every minute of it, and, and, and escaped. Um, so yeah, it 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 most certainly is different. But one of the things that really seems to be consistent, and I, I've watched a number of your videos for a while now. Um, you're always always on that emotional piece. Yes. Um, in a positive way. I'm not saying you're breaking down crying every time. Um, you know, which, again, there's a time and a place. But I, I, I'm really eager to, to dive into that because I think, exactly as you said, many of the videos are out there are just bad. Yes. It, it's like I don't want to watch another live video of somebody who has nothing to say and there's no emotional content to it and there's absolutely nothing to tie me in to the conversation. And i got to believe that every other person out there is feeling the same way. Yeah, you know, it's funny too. So as I was sitting in Wall Street and I was working on these old computers, the, the internet was like just exploding. It was like thing 1995, 96. And, you know, like there was forum boards. And I remember that probably around, I would say like 1998 was like maybe the first time that I ever saw a sales page online. And it was completely horrendous it was just an html page with some text and like a little button that you would click and it worked at the time and you know like all this direct response came in and for some reason 
I don't know why. Maybe because at the time it was such a new medium that you know the direct response took over, and they said, you know, you have to sell, sell, sell. You have to be in this way, create these crazy, like outstanding offers, and crazy, like uh, big, big swaths of like headlines that kind of don't make sense, and they just you know overbearing. And and it worked for a long while. And I think the reason that it worked was the same reason that when Hoist Gracie came into the UFC, nobody saw jujitsu. So he was able to basically heel kick somebody in, in guard in their kidney until they tapped out. And nobody really knew what was going on. But as time now, everybody is kind of cross-trained at jujitsu, who's a UFC fighter. And it's because people are aware of what's going on. And I think today, more, more than ever before, we have the most savviest consumers ever, and they're jaded. And they should be jaded because everywhere you turn, you're being indoctrinated by some sort of marketing. Everywhere you go. I mean, you have billboards now that are no longer just stationary billboards. They're digital signs that are pretty dangerous as you drive past them. If you, if you use something like Waze to get around, you drive past a Dunkin' Donuts and a coupon pops up. So you're being indoctrinated constantly. And what's happening is, you know, they say... Back when movies, when the event uh, of the telephoto lens was created, that a lot of people who were movie critics started to say that movie making became lazy because we were able to stand across from the other side of the room and zoom into where we, what we wanted to film. Whereas before, we had to actually pick up the camera, run over to somebody to get a close-up, back up to get a wide shot. Now, you're able to just catch somebody from halfway across the room. And the same thing happened with the event of the smartphone. The smartphone gave us the ability to shoot video constantly, but the problem is there's no thought process behind it. So what we do is we start making lazy video making, right? And there's no real thought process of it. People just pop up their phone. It's either food, cats, or somebody rambling on as a talking head about stuff that they kind of half know or they just kind of go off the emotion of the day. And the problem is that creates this big... You know, you, you've seen it over the last couple of years, too. I would say when we first started doing this back in 2013, there was not nearly as much video online. Now, every single day, millions and millions of pieces of video are being put online. So the social platforms can only hold so much, and they can only serve up so much. So they're going to serve the good stuff. And there's this big area, this big mediocre area, this big swath of, like, white noise that's created from all of these people that are just popping up filming stuff that kind of doesn't have any point and it's just clogging up the airways. So we have to figure out a way to get above all of that noise and sit above that because the middle ground, the medium area, that middle ground, that's purgatory. You don't want to be in that area, you know? Like they say, you don't want to race to the bottom. You definitely don't want to race to the bottom, but you don't want to be in the middle either because the middle is where all of the stuff that has so much white noise just gets dumped and it lives there and it creates such friction for the people who are making good stuff because it just clogs up the airways. That makes sense. I mean, obviously, the, the being stuck in a squishy middle on, on anything is, is no good. So whether it's your pricing or anything else. Yeah. So, so t tell me this, just from what you've seen, where do you see the trends heading for marketing, you know, especially more specifically for video, you know, this year? Now, obviously, it sounds like you're, 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 you're making some subtle shifts or you're seeing some subtle shifts. Yeah, in the last two years, I would say there's been there's been an increasing shift towards emotion. I mean, the perfect example of that would be if you watch the Super Bowl and the, the commercials that were on, the commercials for the last few years, 
the commercials are all aiming towards emotion. Like if there are now at the point where I think selling itself is taking a backseat because people feel so kind of like turned off by somebody just coming to them and selling, especially in social media. Whereas before everything was about direct marketing. Everything was about putting your offer in front of people, getting, you know, like getting them to bite in some unique way. And now I'm seeing the subtle shift of it's more about connecting on an emotional level. If you connect on an emotional level with people, then you'll earn their trust. And the sale will always be there. I like to liken, I, I make this analogy a lot, right? I like to liken social media, and it's, and it's odd too sometimes because people, it happens with both video and with social media. Like when the camera turns on, people become a different person. They're like looking at this inanimate object. It's like looking into the eye of death and they don't know <laughs> who they are at that moment anymore. And the same thing happens with social media. It's like, if you liken social media to a big cocktail party, right? That's exactly what it is. It's a big co cocktail party. You're going to go into the cocktail party. You're going to find people that you, you kind of gel with. You're going to have conversation, right? If you walk over to somebody in a cocktail party that you don't know and you run over them and you try to hug them and kiss them, you might get punched in the face, right? But if you see somebody that you know and you hug them and kiss them, they're going to probably reciprocate. And the same thing goes for like if you walked over to anybody in a social in a social gathering and just started talking about yourself the entire time most people would be like hey i'm gonna go get a drink i'll be right back and they leave and they won't come back right the same thing goes for if you were the guy <laughs> that walked into the party with an overcoat and you popped open your overcoat and you had 14 different watches and it say <laughs> who's buying right everybody's gonna run from you but this is what happens on social media and those are the tactics that we were taught for so many years from so many different gurus for so long that they did work at some point. But what happens is that when the consumer becomes more savvy and the, the consumer, it's just like, I, I liken this to like jujitsu training or whatever, or martial arts, or really it's anything. And once somebody understands your game, the same thing with football, once they understand the plays that you're going to run, they're expecting those things. So now you have to kind of come from a different angle. And what I'm seeing right now is a big thing is just, just focus on, listen, every single person, whatever business you run, it doesn't matter if it's a martial arts school, a hair salon, a dance studio, a yoga studio, it doesn't matter. They're all coming to you for a specific reason. And there's, a, there's a, an emotional driver behind that reason. Find out what that emotional driver is, find out what that reason is, and then all of your marketing should basically speak to that emotion and that reason. I find so many times that in the past, they've had there was a lot of marketers that and people promoting their business would just get up and talk about themselves nobody really cares you know like the best way in a cocktail party to have conversation and make people like you is to what ask them questions about themselves let them talk about themselves the same thing goes for your business and your marketing ask them questions find out the real reason that they're coming to you most people say oh i want to lose weight well why well i want to feel better well why uh i want to look better well why i want my husband to love me again that's the real reason that they're coming to you. If you dig a few surfaces, a few surface levels down, you'll find the real reason that your customer comes to you. And that is the reason that you should be talking about. That's the emotion that drives them. And if you could touch on that emotion consistently, you'll have a lot better way of connecting to your audience and eventually getting them to purchase from you. Makes so much sense. So much sense. If you, uh, if you had a bunch of school owners, I know recently you were just, uh, you're just speaking at a conference. So, you know, even drawing from some of that presentation, what tips would you give owners right now when it comes to using video and marketing? 
you know, as far as like things they could actually do, you know, without, you know, a $10,000 camera and the whole lighting situation and all that other stuff, what, what should they be doing first? Yeah, perfect. Perfect question. Um, well, first off, like, like I mentioned before, it's a dual, a double edged sword with the phone. So you do have a phone in your pocket, which has a great camera. Matter of fact, most of these phones today have probably as good camera as like a DSLR, which costs a couple thousand dollars. So you have the tool in your pocket, but the problem is just, you know, if you have a hammer in your toolbox, but you don't know actually how to use it, that's the real issue. Having the tool is just a tool. Knowing what to do with it is important. So like mentioned before, the big key thing is to find out what is driving your audience. Now, the things that you should be filming on and utilizing to connect to your audience are things like transformations. Every single person, doesn't matter what kind of business you're in, has some sort of transformations that you're, the people that are coming to, to you and purchasing from have been through. Transformations in your own lives. Uh, stories. Stories are the glue that hold people together. Like we have been learning through story since the dawn of time. We learned as children through story. We were told stories and, and, and uh, information growing up from Disney and Aesop's Fables, Dr. Seuss. Those are all stories that we learn through. And the, the power in story and the reason why, you know, whenever I speak at any event, I open it with a story. And it's simple because it ca captivates people. And story connects with people better than anything else because it allows us to live vicariously through others. It allows us to get a message and learn something without having to go through the hardships or the heartaches that, that the person originally had to go through. So that's why story is so powerful. And the crazy part about it is that every single person has like three to five stories every single day that they can think of, that people that came through their businesses uh, have told them, you know, also too, another key thing to do is to entertain people. And now you can be entertaining in so many different ways. And the great part about video is there's no one right way or one wrong way to do anything. And if anybody tells you there's a right way or a wrong way, run from them because there's tons of different branches that get to the top of the tree, right? So whatever you feel, so I always suggest this to anybody who has a business and they want to start getting into, you know, marketing their business with video figure out what your audience desires figure out what makes them tick figure out what you're comfortable with figure out wh what you're good at and figure out what you're knowledgeable at and in in those and in that intersection somewhere you'll find your voice right and the only real way to to kind of see what works for your audience is to test it out to make a couple of videos and and let me say from from doing this for a long time i was completely afraid of public speaking standing in front of people, standing in front of the camera. I was always behind the camera. So it took me a long while to, to get the cobwebs out, but it's practice. And I always, I always tell everybody to do this. Take your phone, take like two weeks solid, record a video every single day. Don't release it to the world. Watch it back. Yeah, you might cringe at it. You might say, wow, whose, whose face is that? Or whose voice is that? Because my voice sounds weird. But do that time and time again. You'll start to see where... The things that you need work on, you'll start to see your strengths, and then you'll start to find your voice. After that point, after the two weeks of kind of feeling that you're comfortable on recording videos, start making videos ab about transformations, about the different stories that you've been. And then if you really want to make engaging content, right, pose questions. People, I, I've done this in so many different groups, and they go crazy. People want to talk about themselves. So anytime you give somebody access or the leave to talk about themselves for a reason, 
right? And then you can literally do, um, you could do market recon by asking questions to your audience and letting them, and then just a, a simple question could be something like, if you run a, a gym, right? What is your morning routine that gets you ready um, every single day? Or what is your morning routine for children to get them ready for school? People love to talk about themselves. So anytime you can pose any type of question that's going to get them to have that narcissistic behavior behind them, that's a big thing. But if I can just sum it up, it would be focus on transformations, focus on entertaining your audience, and focus on stories. And now you can do that in a lot of different ways. Visually, you could do it with talking, with music, with video, with images. So that's the power in video because at the end of the day, video is visual storytelling. And there's so many different ways that you can incorporate different things into it that make it uniquely yours. And it doesn't have to take you an immense amount of time or cost you a lot of money. I love that. And I actually want to press more on that button in a second. But what? obviously, you're, you're online all the time. What are the mistakes you're seeing people make? Running for the sale. They're running to kiss somebody that they don't know. Um, and I see this time and time again. This is something that I've learned just putting it into practice from my customers and from my own business. The longer that you can delay the sale, and it sounds completely backwards towards everything that, that everybody's been teaching you for the last five years, is like delay the sale as long as possible. Build that trust. Build that rapport with people. Get them to like you. Get them to dig what you're doing. Then people will be a lot easier to open their wallets. Like uh, one of my mentors, Jesse Elder, has said this a, a long time ago in, in a lot of his trainings, and he was like, "Where do where do um, where do uh, where do, where does this money come from? And that comes from other people's bank accounts. And there's a person on the other side of this transaction. And I think that everybody kind of gets so focused and fixated in numbers and like leads and 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 stats, they forget that all I got to do is you know." Bridge the gap between the unknown and the known and of untrust and trust, and you'll have a lot easier chance of, of connecting with people. So I always say to everybody who I'm coaching or I'm consulting with, look, don't worry about the sale right now. Worry about building an audience. Worry about those people understanding what you do. But bigger than that, worry about shining a light. Your goal as a, as a marketer is not to sell your product. Your goal is to shine a light on the problem that they're having. When you shine a light on the problem and you can explain the problem that your customer is having better than they can explain it, they will listen to you time and time again because they then see you as an authority figure and somebody who really knows what they're talking about. But if you're just out there putting out offers, put, you know, we have this a lot <laughs> and it comes through and, and, and I get it and I get where it comes from, but it's frustrating sometimes when people come to us and be like, hey, we just ran an ad. We ran one video, we ran it for two days, we spent $4 and we didn't get any clicks. Well, <laughs> this, this doesn't work. And I, my response is like, I mean, dude, did you come into jujitsu class as a white belt and tap out all the black belts? I highly doubt that. It takes time. You know, it takes time to understand what you're doing. It takes time to understand what your audience wants to hear. And if you can spend that time in connection mode rather than selling mode, I think that over time, that pays dividends. Because once the, once the sale's over, the sale's over and you're on to the next sale. But once you have a trusting, uh, advocating audience, you have gold, really. That's fair. That's, that's, that's totally fair. So 
I'm curious. Obviously, you've talked about the, the fact that we've got a great camera on our phone. Um, but where does I mean where does a where does a school owner get great video that actually works? You know, like I, I, I gotta believe, and, and just from seeing your product, um, it's more than just a talking head video. Yes, I think you know it's funny too. I, I just recently watched this Ryan Dice video, and he was talking about how the old school type videos of just sitting there and talking to the camera just not working anymore and what's really working and the statistics show that because uh specifically millennials and generation y are gravitating towards professionally done well thought out well produced videos and they're kind of sidestepping the old school hey just pick up the camera so one thing that i always say is one look if you have the budget Hiring a professional is the best way to go, always, right? If you can afford it, hire a professional, especially one who knows your niche that you're in and knows the, the, the lingo and the nuances of your market because every market has different nuances. And it's important that you get with somebody who knows that. Um, the second way is to – there's a lot of resources out there that will teach you, you know, basic understanding on – how to film some stuff with your iPhone, how to set up a couple of affordable lights, how to, what to look for, what to, to aim for when you're, when you're filming any type of video. And then finally, like utilizing pre-created videos. And we created a muscle up program for that for martial arts school owners where you supplement your daily uh, efforts with high quality videos that are created specifically to elicit a response. Now, if I could give you um, a step-by-step -step quick follow-along to do this. It would be like, one, hire somebody if you can to do top-tier, high-end, like story-based story videos or emotion-based videos, something that you're really trying to get a message out. Then do some stuff yourself. And there's a lot of things that you can do yourself in terms of creating videos on the mat or creating videos in your school or in your dance studio or whatever, right? And Facebook Lives are a great way to get up there. Stories, Instagram Stories, Facebook Stories, they're all very big right now. So any way that you can jump in, and, and I would say to utilize those things in a way that you're jumping in and catching the emotion of the minute, right? Somebody's getting a belt promotion, jump, film that. If somebody's like just their first class or something like that, or they're doing something else which is just exciting, film that. But one thing that I would say to stay away from is to just pop up and film for filming's sake. Um, I see this time and time again with social media. It's like people just post for posting's sake. If you don't really – I would say probably like four years ago, the algorithm was really pushed where anybody who was posting a lot, would you would see their stuff more. Now it's not the same. So – Posting a lot is not necessarily going to get you more traction. It might actually get you less um, posting better stuff, more engaging content, stuff that has conversation. That's going to give you the, the most traction over time. So it, to sum it up, I always say, one, hire people if you can. Two, do some yourself, those mid-tier stuff, and also utilize some of the Facebook Live, uh, some of the Instagram Live. And three, utilize pre-created videos or share pre-created videos. I've saw... For a while, um, a couple of martial arts schools were using, I believe it was for an insurance company. It was a video, and they talk about this, the, the, the transformations that martial arts have. 
Uh, it was a video for an insurance company where a little kid was getting bullied and he wanted to be a flamenco dancer. And they, instead, the father took him to judo school. He became uh, a judoka. And then at the end, he bought him, I guess, when he felt that he was prepared for dealing with bullies, he bought him a flamenco outfit. And here comes the kid at the end of the, the video walking by in the flamenco outfit. And the bullies are there trying to talk to him. And he looked at them like, you know, you know, you don't bother me. And the whole video, I had no idea what, what it had to do with insurance, but it was an emotionally charged video. And use, using any type of video that you can connect to the emotion that your audience is and talk about the transformation and the emotion behind it, it's always a good win-win for everybody. I love it. I love it. I love it. So tell me this. I'm curious. What, uh, if you've got a school owner, you've got a gym owner, what kind of budget do you feel like they should be looking at if they wanted to grab some lights, grab a mic, grab at least the basics of setting up um, so that it doesn't look like some hack job? Yeah, that's a good question. So initially what I would say is if you're going to utilize your iPhone, right, right off the bat you would need a tripod. I would say you need about two or three lights and you need a microphone. Those are the keys um, to get away with iPhone because if you – the other good part about the iPhone, or any mobile phone really, is that if you use a good amount of lights, people don't realize this, lighting is probably more important than the actual camera that you're utilizing. Because the lighting, you paint with light when it comes to a scene. A camera is a light recorder. The ISO, the sensor in that camera is just seeing how much light it can bring in. So if you want to put together a small little and and you know what I'll I'll share I have a gear guide that I could share with you guys at the end um, that literally walks you through all the equipment I would say you can get off the ground with probably about five to six hundred dollars investment and now if you wanted to get like a DSLR you'd probably be in like the two thousand dollar range with everything but you could get started with like about five hundred bucks and it'll get you everything that you need to really have a, a, a solid setup which your videos will look professional. Like they're not going to look like, you know, somebody came in with a ten thousand dollar camera, but they're still going to look way better than you just picking up your phone and talking to it. Totally makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm, I, I always like to ask that question because, you know, um, my wife is a uh, is a fixture on Good Morning America on Today Show, and a lot of times they come to the house to uh, to get a soundbite. And I'm always amazed with the the light kits that these guys bring in and the cameras that are. I mean, these are ridiculous level. I mean, I'm sure it's like your equipment, but it's, it's, it's just interesting to see where I'm like, I'm always seeing they're like taking pictures on where they put this light, where did they put the, the hair light, where did they put, um, this and how did they, uh, what, what, how did they backlight the, uh, the scene? So it's, uh, that in and of itself is, is a whole nother art to learn, huh? the, the lighting side of thing. Yeah. You know what too? And it's funny too, that you say that because, um, a, a bunch of our, our team members have come from broadcast and I come from the other side of like guerrilla marketing. So we come together and we're able to do like some really good production stuff. But when we first started, we used to come with like a truck of stuff, right? And then as technology has gotten better and better and better, my thing has been trying to get my footprint down as small as possible. So I'm able to now come on set to, to different places with two or three bags and get incredible footage from, from that. Now, granted, you know, having 
once you know how to set up the hail light and once you know why the key is there and the fill is there, it could literally be a Home Depot light. Obviously, the quality of light is not going to be as good and it's not going to be as subtle, but the basis foundation of it is there. And once you learn the basis foundation of the skills, those are transferable because we used to, like, like mentioned, we used to come with so many lights and big lights and you would literally be on set sweating to death, right? Because the lights were hot. Now everything is LED lights or tube lights, they, and they come in these small compact things. So there are so many advances in video just in the last five years alone um, that things were just completely impossible to do. A, a decade ago, some of this stuff was not at, you know, you could not get this stuff unless you were going to spend tens of thousands of dollars. Um, for our production company, Pixelmob, we start at $10,000 a day. And it's expensive. You know, there's a lot of equipment. There's a lot of know-how. Um, but that's not to say that, yeah, I used to always see when I was going to, to, I tell this story a lot too. I used to always see when I was going to Wall Street, I used to stop at Atlantic Avenue and transfer. And when I would transfer, there would always be maybe three or four people sitting down on plastic buckets, playing plastic buckets. And they had a plastic bucket next to them with, I couldn't even tell you how many tips, filled, filled with money and cash. And they were, I would sit there and watch them, and they would play for hours, and just and they would be amazing. And that skill of drumming is transferable. Once you know how to drum, you could drum on plastic buckets on your knees and make good music. But you put me behind a drum kit, you're not getting good music. My left hand, my right hand is not moving like that, you know? So the skills behind everything is the most important part. Once you understand the skills, then you can transfer that to pretty much any equipment. Totally makes sense. That uh, it's interesting. I had uh, the first first video studio we had set up. Um, I had my videographer at the time had suggested these lights, and I bought them. And um, every time we used them, you know, we just melted. You know, the room was too small for for, for the lights that we had. And we're sitting there going, okay, we got to take another break. We got to take another break. Or if we're shooting in the winter time, I've got like the door open. You know, it's 12 degrees out, but it's the only way we're surviving the video shoot. So when uh, we finally said, oh, I could just do this with LEDs, that's dramatically nicer. You know, and again, with half the footprint. So I, I get it. All right. So it is time for our resource of the week. So if you would, do me a favor. How can my listeners find out more about you, about PixelMob, about um, all you're doing with Dojo Muscle Up? Um, what's the best place that they can go to, uh, to learn more about you? Um, okay, so if you wanted to check out Pixelmob, it's Pixelmob, P-I-X-E-L-M-O-B-B, two B's, dot com. Uh, that is our main production company. Our sub-brand, Dojo Muscle, is dojomuscle.com. Uh, we, we offer a lot of different materials and marketing materials from martial arts schools, both print and video. And then we – actually, today is – today, February 12th, is the one-year anniversary of – Dojo Muscle Up, which is our membership site that we, we started a year ago, and it's been absolutely incredible for helping so many school owners grow, give them video marketing tools to use, and the trainings behind it. Um, you can check that out at dojomuscleup.com forward slash video dash marketing dash made dash simple, and that will show you exactly the tools that are being used right now by over 200 schools uh, globally actually we have people in Germany and, and the UK and it's really crushing and there's nothing else out there like this in the martial arts industry 
And uh, we pioneered this kind of, and we're just looking to grow this to the next level and help school owners put more people in their schools, impact more lives, change more lives, change their lives, and, and you know, paying it forward. I love it. All right, so PixelMob, P-I-X-E-L-M-O-B-B dot com, and DojoMuscleUp dot com slash video dash marketing dash made dash simple. DojoMuscleUp.com slash video marketing made simple. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. All right. Um, I always like to end my podcast with what I consider to be a, uh, a telling question. So, you know, from your life experience, from, you know, all that you've gone through and are going through, if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or more importantly, help them to live a better life, what do you think that one piece of advice would be? The best piece of advice that I can give business owners is to I would I would actually give two pieces of advice one piece of advice would be to think about you know I'm in my early 40s and I remember growing up with my grandfather and he used to talk about the mom and pop era think about the mom and pop era where people used to know everybody's name and really care about their their struggles that's a that's a key point and I think that's coming back full circle is like understanding on on a on a you know, very personal, person to person level is key to the growth of not only your business, but everybody else's business. And the second thing would be do less stuff. Do that stuff better than anybody else. I, I mean, to give you just some backstory of me, like we, when we first started out, we did too many things. We were trying to go too many different and have too many offers. And I think that this is a problem with entrepreneurs in general is that we get idea happy, right? But those ideas have to come for, to fruition. So it's better to take a few things that you do and do them really better than anybody else than try to offer 20 different things and be mediocre at everything. You spread yourself too thin. And, and in the last three, two to three years, I've done this for my business where I started to literally addition by subtraction and I've made more money, I've had a better life, I've had more relaxation time and had more fulfillment in my life. So that's the big thing, I think, is if we could really hone down in our businesses, like what is it that we really want, what do we do really good, better than anybody else, and just go full force with that for a while and just be super focused, you'll see great things happen. I think the, uh, I think the do, do less and do it better is, is brilliant advice. Um, nobody needs more crappy services. <laughs> do what only you can do. That's fantastic. All right. Christopher, thank you so much for joining me today. I mean, I know how busy your schedule is, so it means the world to me that you share some time and a whole bunch of wisdom. This has been absolutely outstanding. Thank you for having me, Jason. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning into The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.